Welcome to the afterthoughts section of our podcast, Well That Fucked Me Up, with your hosts, Luke Coulson. And Kyle. And Kyle. And Kyle. Kyle, we just spoke to Kyle. <laughs> that was so... I, want, I could have talked to him for hours and been like, have you seen the movie Soul? Is it anything like that? It, yeah. I mean, I, in my mind, I was thinking of all sorts of flat. I was thinking of like flatliners. I feel like it was Jacob's something, Ladder and Jacob's Ladder with Vanilla Sky. There was yeah. all sorts of crazy shit going on. I thought about flatliners too. That's ah. probably why we're best friends, Luke. Um, because we think about the same near-death-based movies. Yeah, I love it. Well, how does one carry on through life? after going through an experience like that. I loved the fact that he was like, you cut the bullshit out so fast. Yeah. Like, especially sometimes you and I know some people in common and they seem to have like, every fucking th- Everything is like this and this and everything's an emergency. Yeah, and like, correct. And you're just kind of like, well, Here's the thing. Firstly, that used to be me. <laughs> I mean, that definitely, me on some definitely too. used to be me. But I am not like that anymore. And nothing happened to me, but I did have a bit of a epiphany. You know, I did have a little bit of a kind of a mental break. And then I had an epiphany of I cannot carry on that way. And he mentioned perspective. And he mentioned that his perspective changed. Obviously, when you are in a coma for 17 days and you've flatlined five times and you think you've crossed over and you've also had dreams about the people that have come to visit you, and then you wake up and you were told that you could have had brain damage irreversibly and you could have died four times, it's not the same as having a small mental break. But ha- I just you're gonna you're gonna have a completely different take on stuff. And I loved your question, Carl. I, I guess you're not really too bothered about your FICO score. <laughs> like, who? how about my credit rating? And he's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he was seriously one of my favorite. Like, uh, I mean, what do you argue about? What, like, maybe we, you slow down. Like, you know, I think about just like my own, like, like you know, I told you about like the the medical issue I had. And it was like, I was only in the hospital for a week, week yep. and a half. And like, I remember that first shower and you know, the water's coming and you're like, I just started crying. Yeah. Wow. And it, it's, I mean, to have something that magnitude and to like, I really liked how he's like this higher power, the creator or whatever is a mm. woman. Cause I've thought that too. Yeah. Um, I think whatever gets you through, isn't it? Yeah. Whatever gets you through. I've struggled with um, faith and and definitely heading down a more... I was... I think I went from believing to atheist to agnostic to believing in something. Um, yeah. But his, his end kind of... He wanted to use death-based words. I was about to say his end eulogy, but that's not correct either. His end... His end um, closing thoughts about, you know, we're maybe somehow we're recy- recycled. It was interesting. It's funny that and I feel like when you become enlightened, like I, obviously I was born 
Irish Catholic. And, you know, the Catholic Church has changed a lot uh, from when <laughs> I was coming up. But I, like, I went out of that, and then I was, like, almost nihilist, like, nothing matters. And I, everything is, and that didn't serve me too well. Mm. And then I kind of went, you know, agnostic. And now I, I just, it's like this weird version of, like, Judaism and Buddhism. I mean, again, this is the world we live in. Um, and not to start a, a faith war, but, you know, I, I know lots of people that take one belief system here and another belief system here, and I like this and I like this. And again, it's, I mean, that guy, um, Kyle, you know, he just said, you, we've, got, we've got one shot at this dance, you know? Yeah. And um, I would love to not have a fear of the afterlife or death or what happens at the end. And that's something yeah. I've been working through for years and years and years, you know, years and years and years. And I, I, I know, I, I mean, it crippled my, I had crippling anxiety over it for a good five solid years. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing that kind of like, Luke, you're one of the best guys I know. And I've known you like, like when you're really struggling, you're still one of the best guys I know. But we keep all that stuff to ourselves, dude. You know, like if I turned to you and I'd said, I mean, I think probably these days I would. But if I said to you, by the way, every morning when I wake up, I'm absolutely convinced that I'm going to die. And I'm terrified about what that looks like. And I'm terrified about never seeing anybody again and leading a completely unfulfilled life. And I'm actually going to worry about that from 10 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night and think about it at least 20 times a day. You'd probably be like, taxi. <laughs> no, I mean, I have been, I, my, one of my biggest fears since we're sharing is like, you know, I'm going to like be so unremarkable. And that it's just like, just like anything that I set out, I just don't do. And I don't accomplish any dreams. And I just die maybe a double wide in Barstow. Well, here's the thing. You are one of the most remarkable human beings that I know. I love you, man. And, and I think just the fact you put your mind to something and you keep at it and you keep at it and you keep at it, it everything's going to work out. It already is working out, you know? Yeah. You're a legend. I couldn't do any of this without you. Likewise. You know, I, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why it's getting me like a little emotional, but the fact that he was like, there was just this peace. Yeah. And I think, you know, we... You know, we've been, I've been on the phone for the last 10 hours with the EDD, so. Is that like the opposite of feeling that sort of peace? <laughs> but no, it's just like, it makes it seem like it's okay. Like, maybe we don't have to fight so much to, you know, I don't know, I'm not saying like, but if death is coming, maybe we can just accept it and be like, all right, I lived the best I could. Well, at the end of the day, we all have to. And it, and I will say this. I read somewhere that the two things that people say on their deathbed the most is tell the people that mean the most to them that they love them more and not worry so much. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's, it's, it's wasted time. 
How do you want to die, Luke? Just not right now. Because I feel like I want a nice bowl of cereal, maybe, first. <laughs> yeah, maybe some, life? Some, life cereal? No, just some Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> um, well, uh, our afterthought section is running long now, Kyle. We're going to have to edit this down. We we really are, because we've now we're discussing the meaning of life. But listeners, thank you very much for joining us, as always. We love you. We love you. Be nice to one another. Tell someone close to you that you love them. Try not to worry about the small things. Don't worry about your FICO score unless it's under 600, in which case you should probably um, do something about it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I promised someone I'd put this in here. Mm. His name is David. Mm. Stories of resilience, hope, and redemption. Okay, great. Is that our podcast? Yeah. Great. But also, like, you, can, you can't edit it out now because... I mean, dude, I, I have I have an editing thing. On this, so I, can do what the, I can do what the hell I like. But um, all right, signing out. Love you, man. Love you, brother.